The hood mentality is a crippling disease that attacks your nervous system. It makes you nervous of the system. Gangsters and hood rats are especially susceptible to this growth-stunting mentality. The hood is where I'm from, but it's not what I am. The hood is where I'm from, but it's not what I am. Yo, 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 what's going on, people? This is your boy, Mad One, coming at you with my weekly edition of my podcast, The Ballroom, where I take a look at a variety of sports from high school to college, as well as the pros, and also delve into some of the social issues that are affecting American society today. And of course, as always, at the end of the show, bring you guys my latest edition of That's That Bullshit. Appreciate you guys' time. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back with tonight's show. Welcome back to the show. On tonight's show, we're going to talk some Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is set. Rams going to take on New England. Who would have thought that? Uh, the Rockets had an epic comeback versus the Lakers on Saturday. We're going to look at some local high school basketball teams that are in the top 25 rankings in the area. Of course, bringing you our dumbass of the day, and that's that bullshit. But first up on tonight's show, what can only be described as, as a tragic Sunday. The L.A. Rams defeated the New Orleans Saints at home 26-23. Not only did the number one team in the NFC lose the playoff game at home, but this game was just marred and controversial no-calls. I mean, I think the most crucial... No call was a blown no call. They came as New Orleans was driving late in the fourth quarter <clears throat> with a minute 45 left. Rams defensive back, Nikhil Roby Coleman, appeared to make a helmet-to-helmet contact with Saints wide receiver Tommy Lee Lewis prior to the ball arriving. I mean, the no-call would have given New Orleans a first down at the spot of the foul. But the killer part about that is <clears throat> Roby Coleman, the defensive back, even admitted after the game that he didn't look back for the ball, nor did he try to play the ball. If you go back to that one play, New Orleans Saints fan, this guy looked back, looked at the receiver, and launched at that receiver. Causing helmet-to-helmet contact, which 
easily not only should have been pass interference, but it could also be labeled as a targeting penalty as well. And to make matters even worse, head of officiating contacted Sean Payton after the game and admitted to the referees blowing the call. Now, I understand how that sport, it, 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 things happen so quickly. It's bam, bam. Plays, you have to be able to react. But in order for you to get a playoff game, you are the back judge. You are looking down the sideline at this play. You see the defensive back initially look back. Once he realized that he's not going to be able to make a play on the ball, launch himself into the air, helmet first into the wide receiver who is obviously trying to make a play on the ball. There's absolutely no way you cannot make that call. Unless I was for the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. If I'm with the Saints, that excuse is just not going to fly with me. But stranger shit has happened in the NFL. So, man, I feel bad for the Saints fan, but shit. Hell, I'm an Oilers fan. They blew a touchdown call in Pittsburgh in 1978 AFC playoff game against Pittsburgh. So, hey, what do you say? And another shocker. <clears throat> Damn, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick headed back to another Super Bowl. Ninth Super Bowl in 17 years. Now, ironically, their first Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Patriots survived after an overtime win against Kansas City at home, 37-31. Both number one seeds lost their respective division championships. Uh, the conference championships. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he had a great, he had a great game. I mean, he's probably in the conversation as one of the front runners for the MVP, but I, you have to take hats off to Brady and Belichick. <clears throat> However you want to play, we we can play that way. And not many teams can say that and not only say it, but go out and prove it. If the Patriots have to run the ball, they will run the ball. And there's not a defense that you can throw at Tom Brady that he has not seen. I still think the key to beating the Patriots is press coverage on the wide receivers, whereas Brady is used to getting the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Make him hold the ball an extra second while his wide receiver is fighting to get off the line of scrimmage. It's just my opinion on what I've seen that have been successful against New England. You have to have secondary to play press against the wide receivers because if you sit there and give them seven yards off the line of scrimmage, it's like Brady playing seven-on-seven seven flag football. He's going to pick you apart. 
Rams got good defense. You have to pressure Brady, and the defensive backs have to hold that extra second. I mean, the real is the real. Nine Super Bowls in 17 years? Brady and Belichick collectively has been to more Super Bowls in probably six, seven, eight, nine teams combined. It's going to be an interesting game. Rams and the Patriots, February the 3rd. Can't go against the real. Right now, Belichick and Brady looks as real as 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 there is. Be right back, folks. Talk a little Houston Rockets and their epic comeback on on over the weekend against the Lakers. Folks, welcome back. The Houston Rockets had a, a great game against the Lakers on Saturday. With an overtime win, 138-134. Behind James Harden, 48. And Eric Gordon chipping in, 30. This is the 19th straight game that Harden has scored over 30 points. Eric Gordon late three to send the game into overtime. Rockets trailed by 18 late in the second half and went on a run to tie the game and eventually win in overtime. Now, as exciting as, as the game was, Rockets got no busy, no business trailing by 18 to the Lakers without LeBron. Now, get me wrong, the Lakers are a good young team. But the Rockets, you're going to have to play better than that. I mean, they got a tough game tonight in Philly. But without LeBron, you should have beat the Lakers by 30. But in the biggest news over the past couple of days for the Rockets, is that finally made a move with Carmelo Anthony. Reports are they're going to trade him. Lucas consideration to Chicago, who is expected to do the same thing Atlanta did, sign him and then waive him. And I don't doubt that Carmelo will probably end up in with the Lakers with LeBron for for his last run. You know, wish him the best, but it is what it is. Good news, they were actually able to pick up Kenneth Fred from Utah. He's needed help at the five. He's a high-energy guy. He can stretch the floor. But we need somebody that's going to get down there and do the dairy work and get rebound. Kind of like a, a rail was for us, but probably a little more tempered than than, than rail. But Kenneth Fred should give us some, some much-needed help while Capella is still recovering from his thumb injury. We'll see. We hope to get Chris Paul back and see what kind of run we can go on and 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 see what happens. So hopefully they made roster spots and 
Don't know how the Daniel House situation is going to play out. If he has to stay in the G League, but you know, turning down a three-year guaranteed contract with your hometown team, I'm not sure what the Rockets are planning on doing with that situation, but we definitely need some continued help on the wings defensively, and we got to have somebody to, to be a rim protector. So hopefully Kenneth Fareed will bring us some of those things, and we'll see where it goes as we get into the second half for the season. Speaking of basketball, according to Max Preps ranking, the top 25 in the state, Houston has, and the surrounding area has a couple of teams representing. North Shore came in at number 12, Shadow Creek, number 14. These were both state playoff football teams. Now the basketball teams are ranked in the state. Fort Bend Elkins came in at 21. Cinco Ranch at number 25. So shout out to them local schools on the hardwood as they get ready for their, their second half and get into their boys' basketball playoffs. Be right back, folks, with our dumbass of the day. And, of course, give you our latest edition of That's That Bullshit. think that song is is quite appropriate for our next dumbasses of the day <clears throat> a group of students and I would consider them students were seen harassing a Native American as well as a Vietnam vet. Nathan Phillips, who is a standing rock elder from Omaha, was in the nation's capital for an annual ceremony. Phillips was seen singing an American Indian movement song of unity. When he was quickly surrounded by teenagers who not only were wearing MAGA hats, were chanting, build that wall, build that wall. As Phillips was playing his drum and singing his song.
First of all, folks, there is so many things wrong with this situation. For one, he's not Latin America, so what would build the wall? What's the purpose of that? Secondly, he's a Vietnam vet, and I would think that you would have a little more respect for veteran service members. Thirdly, if this man is not bothering you, why the fuck you bothering him? Fourthly, this is the kind of 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 attitude and hatred that our country is dealing with. When the hatred gets to this level of, of, of teenagers, where are they getting it from? But I do like what Mr. Phillips said when interviewed. The teens could probably use that energy a little more positively, and I'm not quoting them here, by feeding the people, cleaning up the community, and figuring out what else they can do. But because these White teens have this ideology that everyone who do not look like them are against them or their enemies. This is the type of incidents we get. Not only was it blatantly disrespectful, but it feeds into the validity about the marginalization of the indigenous people. I mean, Indians have been screwed for so long. Wow. This is a U.S. military veteran putting his life on the line for these little fucks to be able to live the freedom that they are experiencing. But instead of respecting that, you'd rather shout, ridiculous chance that you've only heard from your immediate surroundings. And what makes this even more fucked up, these kids were all Catholic school kids. 
who were visiting from Kentucky. Statements have been released from the school and the Diocese of Covington condemning the students' actions. And they said appropriate actions will be taken. Well, I hope the fuck so. But that does not excuse their behavior. And don't give me this shit about their young teens just having fun. Now, that shit's not funny. Who's having fun? Were they really, really having fun? Or were they just repeating some of the ignorance propaganda that's been spewed all across America these past two years? Next time y'all, you guys want to take a visit, come down and see the eighth wonder of the world, Southside Houston, Texas. And then go over to McGregor Park, and I'm sure there's some Brown brothers over there, and scream, build a wall. Veteran or no veteran, not going to come out of this the same way. Covington Catholic High School in Kentucky. Your kids are the dumbasses of the day. edition of That's That Bullshit takes us down a, a, a slippery slope as people more than 800,000 government workers are not being paid there have been reports of of government workers having to go to pawn shops and food banks and food shelters, all in which a person that has a 40-hour-a-week or more job should not have to do. 
because we have an administration that is hell-bent on his way or no way. It's not how democracy works. Hopefully that this will end soon, but in the meantime, the creditors, the apartments, the mortgage, the cars, have some sort of understanding and compassion and work with these people until they're able to get themselves stable once again and, and, and back on track. I mean, shout out to the restaurants and the thousands of people across America that have been pitching in from pizza joints to individuals that are collecting items. But on this day in which we were to celebrate arguably one of history's God sends for our community, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Growing up in school, there weren't a lot of socially acceptable heroes for the black students. Jackie Robinson, Martin Luther King. And it's funny that son attends a school in which he hasn't even been discussed. That's why we have to understand, folks, those of us who do have kids, that if we're depending on the school system to fully educate our children, they're most definitely getting half of an education. In honor of Martin Luther King, the Florida Seminoles thought it would be pretty fly to honor Dr. King by having him appear in a recruiting ad with the words do something sporting a Nike football glove in what appears to be the Florida State Tomahawk Chop. Although the poster did mention one of Dr. King's greatest quotes, that if he cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. But what? Why? Why? Why is that acceptable? 
I mean, what makes you think that that would be a good recruiting tool? Martin Luther King never went to Florida State. What that bullshit. But of course, with the new confirmation of the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, all the things that, many of the things that Dr. King preached, fought, sacrificed for, may be erased. The three great laws of the Civil Rights Movement. 1964 Civil Rights Act, 1965 Voting Rights Act, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968. A lot of lawmakers and congressmen believe that with the majority conservative membership of the Supreme Court, they're going to continue to chip away and chip away at Dr. King's legacy until it's eventually wiped away. said bullshit. Kavanaugh was not appointed to the Supreme Court because he's an outstanding lawyer. I failed to believe that. And pay close attention, folks. Dr. King launched a campaign to integrate housing in Chicago. The Voting Rights Act. They're already fucking with our rights to vote. Rezoning. You, you name it. And... Finally, the Civil Rights Act. Therefore, no more affirmative action. Clarence Thomas, who was a benefactor of affirmative action, has mentioned several times that he'd be more than happy to get rid of it. Pay close attention to the things that are going on in, in our political arena. If this man who we celebrate so greatly cannot leave some of the things of his legacy so people continue to benefit from them, Damn, white people. 
It's really that bullshit, huh? Hey, thank you folks for tuning in tonight. Appreciate your time. It's been your boy, The Mad One, coming at you with my latest edition of my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be a friend, tell a friend. Let's keep this thing moving. Hopefully, it can keep you guys entertained. Check your boy out on the socials. D underscore M-A-D-O-N-E. Twitter and Instagram. Shit, though. I th- they can't fight it, though. I'm out of this piano.